Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, as you've been hearing in the news all morning this morning, 19 children are among 21 people killed at the hands of an 18-year-old gunman in the United States. The shooting took place in a primary school in Uvalde in Texas, in the deadliest school shooting in America for almost a decade. We, at this side of uh, the pond, look in dismay at the States when we see mass shootings like this. It doesn't happen anywhere else. Let's uh, discuss this. I'm joined by Catherine Sands, who's the legal correspondent with the Sunday Business Post, and she joins me on the line. And Catherine, you're originally from uh, Florida in the US. How are you feeling uh, this morning or this afternoon with this horrible news coming from Texas? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much. I'm originally from Miami, and it, you know, it's 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 horrifying. Like, um, it, I can't believe we're here again. Um, you know, I just it's hard not to feel emotional when you think about those poor little kids like they were so little and how scared they must have been um and just the families that were shattered by yesterday's news it's it's horrific it's just so horrific i was reading earlier on um at the the list of school shootings in the states and to us here it's just it's hard to believe that kids can go to school and be shot dead at 1999 columbine high school 2007 virginia tech 2012 10 years ago the uh, sandy hook shooting it goes on and on and on there yeah and it's just what is causing this how is this happening in the states and appears to happen nowhere else in the world yeah and i know you're so right like it goes the list goes on and on and actually the ones that you hear about the ones that make the news are the ones where the death toll was high enough that it, it necessitated necessitated being reported but there are actually so many more where only one or two individuals might die that go unreported or only go reported in local media and you know it's the reliance it's the absolute obsession with the second amendment that's the only reason why these things continue to happen and why politicians lag and drag their feet on passing laws to change that. Now, a lot of people here uh, can't get their heads around uh, the Second Amendment to the American Constitution, which is basically the right to bear arms. Essentially, that means that people in the States have a, a right to carry a weapon, simple as. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's you know, seen on the same line as freedom of speech, you know, so it's, um, it's seen as an absolute right that you as a citizen, as an individual have. Um, and unfortunately, you know, states, different states um, have gone to different measures to implement uh, restrictive gun laws. But, you know, they all have to negotiate with this Second Amendment because it's written into the Constitution. And it's hard to see a future uh, of law in the U.S. that, you know, actually changes things systematically that doesn't in any way edit the Second Amendment, because this is the big elephant in the room. It's the thing that everything has to negotiate with. Now, I I noted uh, the president, Joe Biden, he was exasperated uh, speaking last night after uh, the shooting. And you could see physical pain in his face uh, at having to address a shooting like this uh, yet again. And he said, as a nation, we have to ask when in God's name are we going to stand up to uh, the gun lobby? But what you're saying is this isn't just a fight against the gun lobby. This is dealing with that Second Amendment to the Constitution, the constitutional right to bear arms. Yeah, I mean, that's always going to be there unless it's unless it's amended um, in some way. But 
But yeah, and I think, you know, it's hard to see um, Biden's comments in, you know, it's hard to take them and say, okay, I guess, you know, you need people to work with you. There's nothing you can do because you would think that at the moment, considering the the power that he has in the Senate and the House and the ability that he should have as an, you know, as the executive power to do something, you'd think that something could be done. And I don't know, maybe we'll see something be done in light of this. Now, the, the majority, only a very slight majority of the American population, something like 52%, are in favour of uh, stricter uh, gun laws. So why is it not happening? Um, you know, I would actually question that. I would think that a lot more people are in favour of, of a more sensible gun regime. You know, there's been a lot of ideas uh, mooted about licensing laws, about there's something called a red flag law, which is in a number of states. Uh, Texas does not have one, but that allows people to actually go to the courts and petition to have somebody's firearms taken away if they think they're a danger to themselves and others. Um, So there are like small practical steps uh, that you can take to, I guess, improve uh, gun restrictions. But yes, like, you know, it all goes back, I think, to the Second Amendment. Um, You know, and like speaking personally, you know, like my dad would have been uh, you know, a supporter of the Second Amendment. He was somebody that was a gun owner. Uh, he was a member of the NRA. Um, and after the Sandy Hook shooting, you know, he wrote to the NRA a really strongly worded letter. And he said, you, you guys are losing the room. And I don't agree. You have to get a handle on this. You have to do something. You can't just have it that everybody, it's just written into their DNA as a citizen that they can have access to, uh, you know, an assault rifle. And are, are there, um, are and there many just, people like your dad who are changing their opinion? I think there, I think there are, I mean, you know, just, I think there has to be because the closer that it comes to home, you know, and there's only so long before these kinds of incidents don't touch on people that actually legislate, um, or at least don't go close enough to home to make them question what if that could be my child. All right, stay there for one second, Catherine, and thanks very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Richard is on the line. Uh, Richard, you're uh, living in Ireland, but originally from uh, Texas. What is your reaction to the terrible news coming from your home state this morning? Uh, it's it's disgusting. Uh, the news, some of the news that's coming out now. He sent pictures to uh, friends of his three days ago. Uh, you know, and they, they, they've they could have done something, told somebody that this could have been prevented. Now, you say it could have been prevented. Um, From us looking across the pond at the States, we think it could have been prevented if there were stricter uh, gun laws in the States because as we look, it's so hard for us to understand the freedom with which uh, guns are available. It's in our Constitution. Uh, I I agree that uh, the laws are rather arcane that allow easy gun ownership, Gun owners should uh, should be faced with a decision. If you'd like to exercise your right to own guns, well, then you have to wait when you go and buy one. You can't walk into a store and walk out an hour later with a gun. You have to you have to wait. Um, you have to submit all the information about your social uh, accounts, like Facebook. Those have to be examined. If something is determined to be a risk, should be a national security law. You know, you might buy a gun to do a mass shooting. Well, then you get denied the right to to purchase a weapon. It's a common sense approach that unfortunately our legislature will never apply or pursue. And why is that? I mean, this this goes along um, political lines in terms of, uh, and this is what we find so difficult to understand at this side of the pond, uh, Republicans are all in favour of guns and Democrats not so much, um, even though it's in your, your constitution. Will there ever be a time where there will be much stricter gun laws? Because we only ever hear of mass shootings like this in the United States and not elsewhere. 
Well, there, there are a few shootings that, that have happened elsewhere. Like they just recently made a movie about the shooting that happened in, uh, I think, Denmark, where that guy went into the summer camp and but killed they, a whole but, bunch but, of people. But, but they would be, the, that was in Norway, but they, they yeah. would be the exception. Agreed. Agreed. So, uh, the, so, the so, uh, so laws so, don't stop killings. Uh, what needs to be changed is access to guns and the manner in which people procure them. You should have to sacrifice a little bit of personal privacy and security in order to buy a gun. I don't see why our legislature can't pass laws like that. Now, you come from a state that has some of the most liberal uh, gun laws, that being Texas, and that is where this particular uh, shooting took place. I know you describe it as uh, horrific and preventable, but with the sorts of laws that you have in uh, Texas, How can something like this be prevented? In fact, if anything, we're going to see even more of this. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But like I said, in in this particular case, he sent pictures to friends. Apparently, he had a very limited social circle that showed pictures of guns. And he had the statement, what, uh, IRL, in real life, people are going to die. That information should have been reported to the authorities. And wasn't. No. Allegedly not, according to what we're we're seeing now. I mean, more details are coming out. Unfortunately, this is this is the cycle: the tragedy, the burial, the motives allegedly of the shooter, and then we wait until the next one happens. Now, you are, as I said, from Texas. You're living uh, here in Ireland since September 2020. Uh, but living here in Ireland, obviously, you're not allowed to carry a gun walking around the streets, but you carry a knife. I do. Why? Uh, protection. Uh, against uh, what? Uh, against crime. And have you been the subject of crime here in Ireland? Uh, yes, we, we were uh, almost robbed uh, downtown Dublin, my wife and I. Uh, this was something that we discussed before on your show. Yes, I do recall uh, talking to you before. And uh, you carry a, a knife in order to protect yourself? Uh, no. No, that, that is not correct. That is a misstatement. I, I carry a knife. It's a pocket knife. It's a knife that goes in your pocket. God willing, uh, I won't have to use it for self-protection, but I'd much rather have it if that Okay, if it's not for self-protection, then, then why? Uh, for whatever you might need a knife for, to cut the ribbon on a gift for, uh, for your wife, to open your mail in the car. You can use your finger to do that. You can also use a knife. You see, a lot of people can't understand that sort of uh, mentality that you feel the need to carry a a knife. It's a pocket knife. It's a knife for your pocket. Okay. And if you were searched by a Garda, uh, you are not allowed to carry a knife, a concealed knife. That is true. But you do so because you're. I'm just trying to understand. What no, it you're, is. you're trying to be argumentative. You're no, not no, 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 like no. I'm trying to understand. I'm knife. trying to understand it's a why. knife made for your pocket. The I know what a pocket knife Ireland is. I'm wondering illegal. why you feel the need in Ireland, living here since September 2020, to carry a knife. Because, because it's a pocket knife. It's a knife that goes in my pocket. That doesn't but answer the question no as to, where, the law, as to why no, you carry no it around with you. External things. If, if I need it. Okay, um, the the point that I'm trying to get across here is that there seems to be, between people from the States and people from here, a very different attitude to carrying weapons, whether it be a gun in the States or a knife here. Uh, We seem to have very different attitudes towards that. 
I agree. I agree. The, the thing is that if you, if you take a look at this shooting, people who are pro-gun are going to say, look, this is why I need to carry a gun, because I can walk into a store and get shot by a person with a gun. My, I, my child can get shot walking into school. I need a gun to protect myself and my family from that happening. And similarly, here in Ireland, you feel the need to carry your pocket knife for similar reasons. That, that's the, again, you, you misstate what I said. It's a pocket knife. It's a knife I carry in my pocket. That, that's it. All right, Richard, thank you very much indeed for talking to us on News Talk. Thank you. Now, another man uh, also from Texas is uh, Chris. Uh, Chris, you're from uh, Fort Worth in, in Texas. Let me get your initial reaction to what happened in your home state uh, last night. Yeah, obviously it's, uh, you know, it's horrible um, and and shocking, uh, you know, young children being gunned down. But, um, like, it's not surprising at the same time, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, it's it's it keeps happening and it's going to happen again, unfortunately. And what what is the the answer to this? And uh, uh, some people are uh, texting to say I was picking on that last caller. I wasn't. I was trying to highlight uh, that there is this belief that yeah, uh, guns <laughs> that guns keep you safe. Um, that and here in Ireland, he obviously feels that carrying a weapon of any type because he can't carry a gun uh, keeps him safe. Is that the, the the attitude that people have in in states like Texas? Yeah, I don't think that's what he was really saying, but uh, yeah, that that is a that is a thing in in America, and I think that's I think that's part of the problem is kind of a gun culture, and I think that comes from the so-called gun lobby and gun manufacturers, where they they promote and advertise, and it's kind of like a gun is a solution; it can protect you, it can you know, <laughs> uh, it can it can solve problems. Um, but, but as like, as we could see from that shooting yesterday and the the countless shootings, it causes problems as well. No, of course. I mean, like I, you know, I, I, I'm not I'm not really a, a, an advocate of banning guns, but I'm not a gun nut either. I don't, you know, uh, I don't carry, I don't have guns when I go back to the states, and I really wouldn't want guns in my house. Mm. I think you're more likely to be killed by that uh then and then quite often happens than uh you know a, a criminal to be honest I was shocked to read how liberal uh, the gun laws are in Texas, in your home state, that you can carry a gun without any sort of a license, which I just find bizarre, and a lot of people do well yeah i mean it, it's gotten really crazy in my opinion I mean this open carry where you have guys walking around with like assault weapons you know and openly you know that's that's insane um and yeah, I mean that and teachers with guns is just crazy, and obviously it doesn't it doesn't stop school shootings. So <laughs> no, and uh, so when you look at at your home country, how long are you living in Ireland? Uh, almost twenty two years. Okay, so uh, you know the way we do things uh, here very differently to uh, Texas. Um, we're very restrictive in terms of uh, who can have a gun and all of that. Uh, which do you think is right? Well, I mean, I think there's a different history in, in like Europe. I mean, there are countries that don't have, uh, you know, ban on guns. Like, in, I think in Scandinavia, there's not a general, a general ban. Um, there may be restrictions. Um, and uh, as far as like a number of guns as well, I think Canada has a similar number of guns as the U.S. and they don't have the same problem with mass shootings. 
Um, so I don't, I don't really think outright banning of guns would work in the U.S., to be honest. Um, I mean, if you're going to take away guns, I'd say the, <laughs> the biggest group you need to take away guns are from the cops. Mm. You know, and they would actually use banning of guns as an excuse to, to shoot more African-Americans and other minorities, to Which be honest. Which is something none of us wants to see. All right, stay there for one second. I want to go to Jeff, who's on the line from uh, Killarney. Uh, Jeff, also American, living here in Ireland. What is your reaction to what we uh, saw coming out of Texas? Um, like every, like the other callers, just really sad. It's quite depressing and disgusting. Um, you know, it's not surprising. That's not a word I would use to describe it. It was going to happen. It's going to happen again. Um, and I uh, don't expect it to change, really, to be honest. Um, we got a text in a moment ago and it said uh, the Second Amendment was ratified in 1791 when the Wild West meant that adventurers moving west could protect themselves. How is it relevant now? How is it relevant now in 2022? I don't I don't feel that it is. Um, You know, I don't think we should rely upon vigilantes as a sense of being able to stop gun crimes, other guns, stopping other guns from shooting. That's that's a silly concept. Um, You know, we're not the Wild West. I think what it is now is a cultural thing and and a hobby. There are there are people in America that are very sensible and safe and well trained and know how to use guns and they don't commit gun violence and they don't they don't have accidents in their home with guns. But there are those that are obviously shouldn't have guns. And there's there's kind of two pieces to the equation. There's the access to the guns, but then there's also the mental health element in which the people that have these issues or, or are driven to do these murder children, right? They 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 are being left to be able to do this. And um, sure, if they didn't have guns, they wouldn't be able to do that. I agree 100%. You know, but I think you have to look at. There has to be a middle ground somewhere between allowing people to own a gun and stopping mass murdering of mm. children. Yeah, right? I mean, it really is. It, it is shocking. And you can understand how, from a country like Ireland, as we look across uh, to the States, we look with absolute disbelief that this happens, that, that teachers are being armed in order to protect pupils from being shot dead. It just, it's just so I, shocking to us. It is extremely shocking, and I would say that there's a high percentage of people in America, in fact, I believe they're reporting in the news that a high percentage of Americans are in favor of uh, sensible gun laws. So I think it's unfathomable even in in America with a percentage of Americans as well that don't own guns and are are in favor of strong gun laws, Um, too. It's a divided it's a divided question, but mm. I think there's a way to be able to allow people access and the safe and measured in, in a way. You know, you don't. Not everyone should drive a car, right? Not everyone should have a gun. Um, and uh, but I don't expect it to change. There's way too much money behind it. There's way too much. And, and, and that's that is the most sho- shocking it. part about about the the whole uh, gun lobby in the in the states and the money behind it and all of that. Thanks very much, Lee, for your call. Let me read a couple of your messages. When Benjamin Franklin wrote the Declaration of Independence, he recommended that it be reviewed and amended every seven years to keep up with the development of society. It has not been reviewed and amended once in three hundred and fifty years.
Most Americans don't know this fact, says uh, that message. Uh, Another message says, I was in the States when Columbine happened. I was in Ireland when Sandy Hook happened. It is more depressing than it is, uh, and it isn't surprising. It will happen again. It's just a matter of time. I'd be surprised if anything changes. Money talks, and there are too many people uh, making money out of it. And then one final message is pointless talking about gun control in the USA. It's too late. There are too many guns in circulation, too many people in positions of power supporting guns, and of course, too much money to be made from guns, says Brian in uh, Athlone. You're listening to Lunchtime Live here at News Talk. This is Adrian Kennedy with you until uh, one o'clock. We're back in just a moment. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And this is Adrian Kennedy in for uh, Andrea this Wednesday afternoon. Now, at the start of the programme, we spoke about the... It it just... There are no words to describe what happened in Texas overnight. Nineteen children and two teachers were killed at the Robb Elementary School in uh, Uvalde in Texas. The children who died were aged between seven and ten. Some of them had just received awards for great schoolwork. It's the deadliest shooting at a U.S. elementary school since uh, 20 uh, children and six adults died at Sandy Hook School a decade ago. Excuse me. And it has sparked a conversation, and this is what a lot of you are reacting to, about gun control in the States, about the way in which um, incidents like this only ever seem to happen in the United States. And um, I'm joined on the line by uh, Margaret. Margaret, you have... um, Grandchildren being brought up in the States. What are your thoughts on on what we witnessed from uh, the States, this latest school shooting? Well, Adrian, um, I have one grandchild um, just coming on three and another one due in September. And while I've heard before of uh, all the other shootings and I would have been upset about them, But this time, it just really rang home to me about uh, sending your children to school in the States. And as a grandmother, I was just terribly, terribly upset. Mm. Uh, And like we said, children going to school, you, you, you like to think that they're going to a safe place. Certainly in this country, they are going to a safe place. In uh, in the States, in many, many schools, there are security checks um, going in and out of schools. Some teachers actually have guns, all because this sort of thing uh, happens. And it, it, it must be terrifying to have grandkids that will be going to that education system. Absolutely terrifying. And I mean, um, you do wonder about the security systems you spoke about there you know how many people do you have to have in a school for it to be secure and is that what children really need to see 
going in and out of a school every day. No, and they shouldn't have to. And that's the most shocking part. And and I don't know if uh, people who live in the States get that, that that is not normal for children to go to school through security checks and have teachers with uh, weapons just in case the school gets uh, gets shot up. That's not normal. Sure it's not. No, it's not normal. And, I mean, the sad part about it is, I mean, you know, as I said, you know, that uh, this is this will happen again. This They will say, oh, this must never happen again. And they said it time and time and time again. And, yes, it will happen again. And that is the most shocking part. In because fact, I was... Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I was reading earlier on through the list of uh, school shootings. This doesn't mention, uh, this isn't to include, you know, other mass shootings like we saw in Las Vegas and places like that. Uh, this is just school shootings. Uh, 1999 Columbine High School, 2007 Virginia Tech, 2012 Sandy Hook, um, 2018 uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, uh, 2018 Santa Fe High School. These are all schools where eight, nine, ten more kids have been killed. It's just, it defies logic, doesn't it? Well, you know, where is the logic? Mm. I mean, some somebody is going to have to step up to the mark sometime. I mean, really, I mean, President Biden gave a great speech. Um, I know, but it, it, it strikes me that there's only so much that he, as uh, the president, can actually uh, do. And in fact, uh, R- Richard um, is in Roscommon. And Richard, you spent 11 years in the U.S. firearms industry. What exactly did you do? Well, primarily, Adrian, I was in sales and some servicing and a little bit of training. Training was, was kind of a minor sideline. Okay, so sales of firearms. Yes, primarily. People are um, always um, shocked at the ease with which... I mean, I I took a photograph uh, when I was in the States a couple of months ago outside a gun store because I was just so so shocked to see a store that sells just guns. That's how out of our uh, norm it is. But your, your point on this is that we only ever hear from the States the extremes on both sides. Well, yeah, it's not just us here that that here it's within the U.S. itself is that you've got a very vociferous anti-gun lobby who want to take all guns out of civilian hands and close all gun shops and there should be no guns owned by anybody other than the military and law enforcement. And then on the other hand, you've got the NRA and the likes of those and, and, you know, Charlton Heston and his quote, you can have my guns when you pry them from my cold, dead hands. And there is no medium. There is no middle ground. And I spent, I was 11 years in the firearms industry, but I was nearly 20 years in the States, all told. And one impression that I formed there was that as a population, the U.S. is deeply distrustful of anything that might straddle a line or have a foot in two camps. So, you know, the, the, the two extreme viewpoints can never come together and have meaningful dialogue because that would form that which they distrust the most, 
which is something that's a compromise. Hmm. Compromise just doesn't really come into it. No, and it, and it doesn't seem to. And a lot of people were actually messaging us earlier on to ask, how is it that in the States uh, they have such uh, easy access to, to guns? And this comes back to their, their constitutional right. And in the Constitution, this is the, this is the exact wording in the American Constitution. It says... A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's yep. um, in, written into the American Constitution back in the, in the 1700s. And like you said, it is because of that uh, being written into uh, the Constitution that there is such a division in American society over this. Yeah, exactly right. That's the Second Amendment to the Constitution forms part of the Bill of Rights. But the the problem, or the, the issue, I suppose, is that those on the pro-gun stand or the pro-gun side would take the Bill of Rights as cast in stone, mm-hmm. and they think that they have the ultimate interpretation, like they were handed down the tablets from on high, and you can't interpret it any other way than as it appears to be written. But then the other side would say, well, a militia is not you know, a fellow walking into McDonald's with an no, AR-15 over yeah. his shoulder, um, which, you know, that is completely unregulated. All but right, again, Richard, it, it, it's a conversation that um, happens every time there is an incident uh, like this. Uh, just to, to let you know, Sean Moncrief will uh, have more on this story uh, coming up uh, in the next two hours. That's it from us for today on Lunchtime Live. If you've missed anything, you can uh, check us out at Newstalk.com or the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. Uh, the team today, Michael Quilligan on sound, producers Ronan Mullen and Tether Blackburn with research by Ross Leahy. The editor was Mark Simpson. And as I said, Moncrief is next. We'll be back tomorrow from 12 for another Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.